Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Impact Books. Today we are doing something a little bit different. I'm going to be uh, freestyling the book instead of just uh, reading my review and hopefully that will inject a little more enthusiasm and fun into this bad boy. And today I am going over a book by an author named Dan Ariely. The book is called The Honest Truth About Dishonesty, which uh, Dan was the only author for a long time that I had on my list twice, and that was back when it was a much shorter list. So I've really been impacted by his research, the way that he looks at the human condition. Dan's a fascinating character. He was burned. He had third-degree burns over 70% of his body when he was quite young, and so he's had just tremendous experience with pain um, and transformation that comes from you know, really having to rethink your identity and go through something um, as traumatic as that. But he's become just a, a profoundly gifted writer and um, thinker, researcher. He's a professor at MIT and really is, uh, to at least me, one of the brightest minds and one of the most influential thinkers about human behavior. And this book really delivers on that promise. And he examines why we cheat and why it seems like everybody has has a propensity to cheat at least a little. And he says that he believes that we have these two competing desires. And one is to consider ourselves good and honorable people. And the other is to maximize the benefits that we can get away with, uh, even when that means cheating. And I found that uh, that sort of really raw hypothesis quite interesting. His willingness to admit that we all do uh, really strive to be honorable and at the same time, we all will do just a little bit of what we can get away with. But what's interesting is he says the standard model, and this is true, so he's a, an economist, and this is true of a lot of um, people that are studying um, behavioral economics, uh, which is really what, what I would say is, is Dan's sweet spot. And when you look at people that are in this field, most of them, or at least before behavioral economics really became big, people were looking at um, the sort of rational model. And so they began calling these sort of fake 
rational models that they were using econs. So you have humans and then you have econs and econs are the people that make decisions based entirely on rationality and that just never holds up in the real world. And so behavioral economics really was born to study that phenomenon that people don't act the way that you would predict that they're going to act. And let me tell you, uh, if you get into a leadership position, uh, if you ever end up running your own company, this is one of the things that you will begin to notice most profoundly very rapidly, which is that, man, if you try to predict people's behavior based entirely on them being rational beings trying to maximize um, things to their obvious benefit, then you're really going to be led astray. But if you take the emotionality into it, if you take biases into it, then it becomes a little easier to predict their behavior. And so that's what this book goes into. And they said that the standard model is called the SMOC, the SMOC, as he refers to it in his book. And it basically predicts the way that people would behave and that they're going to um, try to maximize their benefits. So essentially, the SMOC predicts that you're going to um, cheat as much as you can as long as you can get away with it. And what the um, book covers is that that just isn't true and that there's clearly some competing desire. And that's where Dan came up with what he calls the fudge factor. Um, and the fudge factor is based on his theory that we are trying to balance those two competing desires. That on the one hand, we want to be good and honorable. And then on the other hand, we want to get away with at least a little bit of something. And so he designed all these really clever tests that he outlay, out, um, outlines in the book and goes into um, one that across cultures, you see the roughly the same amount of cheating given the situation. So there isn't like, because people predict oftentimes that people in their country cheat more than others, which I found fascinating. Like everybody thinks that they live in the country that cheats the most. And as you go across uh, cultures, as you go from country to country, there actually is very, very little um, change in cheating. So while it doesn't very much culture to culture, there are certain things that you can do that dramatically impact the amount that people cheat. One of them is priming. Priming is a really fascinating concept. Uh, one of the coolest studies done on priming that uh, he mentions very briefly in the book, but he had detailed in some of his other books, is if you ask somebody how much they'd be willing to pay for um, whatever, a chair or a loaf of bread, doesn't matter. If you ask them to tell you um, two numbers from their social security number and those happen to be high numbers, then they'll be willing to pay more. If they happen to be low numbers, they'll be willing to pay less simply because you prime them with um, those numbers. So they their frame of reference changes. Uh, that's really, really fascinating. And putting it into the context of cheating and lying, he said he went to universities, he constructed this study where they went to universities that had a long-standing honor code and compared the levels of cheating to universities that had no honor code. And what they found was cheating was identical unless you reminded somebody of the honor code right before they had the opportunity to cheat. And then if you reminded them of the honor code right before they had the opportunity to cheat, then they would not cheat. And it would, um, one of the variations on this theme that they did was they had people in the sort of control group recall 10 books uh, that they had read when they were younger and they found that it didn't impact cheating at all. But if they had you recall the 10 commandments, even though most people couldn't remember all 10 commandments, that cheating dropped to zero 
which is crazy. So reminding people of um, an honor code or some sort of moral obligation actually dramatically impacts the amount that people will cheat, but it has to be done right at the moment. So just having a long-standing honor code didn't help because it wasn't fresh in people's minds. And whether you had the long-standing honor code or you were just reminded of something like the Ten Commandments right before you took it or you made a pledge not to cheat or whatever the case may be, as long as you did it right before, it had that same dramatic impact. So long-standing honor codes don't work. Um, another thing that dramatically impacted somebody's, um, the degree to which they cheat is what he calls cognitive load. So it's basically stress, right? So how much you have on your mind um, really begins to weigh on you. It's what Dan refers to as depletion. And the more that somebody's depleted, the less likely they are to resist the temptation to cheat. And cheating begins to go up the more cognitive load that you're under. Um, so, you know, really being... Um, mindful about mindfulness. So it's one of those things that like, man, there's just so many benefits to learning to clear your mind to um, also, quite frankly, and, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later, I have a, a note on this, but um, the pushing your ability to deal with cognitive load, I think is important. He doesn't talk about it in the book, to be fair, uh, but it's something that I find really powerful. And I think that it is something that you can push and, and I'll get to that in a minute. But so cognitive load is um, something to be very cognizant of in terms of um, that depletion effect, getting mentally fatigued, and then sort of all of the normal constructs of how you view yourself and, you know, not wanting to alter that vision you have of yourself as a good person begins to slip uh, and get in, gets into what he calls the what the hell effect, what the hell effect. So when you, um, you know, cheat a little bit, okay, no big deal. You still feel like you're that good and honorable person. Uh, but then if you find yourself in a position where um, cognitive load begins to kick in and you cheat a little bit more, or you're just in a situation where you have to constantly make the decision of how much to cheat over time, like people begin to cheat a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more until they hit their, uh, what he calls the honesty threshold. And then once they hit the honesty threshold, then sort of all hell breaks loose and they, um, they start cheating on on sort of an ever escalating amount uh, because they hit that what the hell point. And so it's like, well, I'm already cheating, then I might as well get the most out of this. So it's one of those, like when I think about how I want a book to really impact me, like this one was like, okay, hey, sit up and pay attention because um, being really, really careful about those small behaviors at the beginning because as the studies that he details in the book show, like it's really the first step on a path. And if you just keep going down that path, and it can happen pretty rapidly, and, and I won't belabor the point here, but in the book, he really details sort of how these paths excel, um, uh, escalate, wow, <laughs> how they escalate, and then, you know, people really find themselves uh, steering quite far from where that line is between, hey, I want to be a great person, and at the same time, maximize my benefit just a little bit. Uh, so you really, really have to be careful. And um, this ties into some other um, things that uh, really become troubling um, when you couple it with what he calls the, the self-signaling effect. And he said that, you know, it, you think that your sense of identity is really rooted and it's concrete and um, like, you know, what's going to sway my vision of myself? And he said, that's absolutely not true. And the way that people build their vision of themselves is by um, looking at themselves the same way that they look at other people. And so when you look at the way that you dress, for instance, or one of the really cool examples of this that they give in the book was they did a study where they gave people what they thought were um, knockoff sunglasses. So it was like product of sunglasses or something, and they thought they were knockoffs. They actually weren't, but that's a long story, and he explains it in the book. But they thought they were, 
and um, they wear these glasses, and he found that they would hit their um, what-the-hell effect faster if they were wearing the knockoff sunglasses because some part of them obviously thought, hey, these glasses aren't real, and I'm sort of misrepresenting myself, and so they would more quickly get to that point where their levels of dishonesty would escalate um, because of that what-the-hell effect. And so when you couple that with self-signaling and start thinking about all the things that we do to represent ourselves, um, and we think that you know we're only representing ourselves to the world, when you realize you're actually representing yourself to yourself, that's when it really starts to become important that you be very, very careful, the ideas and the people that you surround yourself with. And I mean, this really speaks to what we're doing at Impact Theory. Our whole thing is to get people to really think about the mythology that they let into their lives and to reinforce that through merchandising. I mean, that's like my whole um, thesis from a commerce perspective is that there needs to be a way for your ideology to echo. And that's why I'm always wearing um, T-shirts that reinforce like these movies and comic book ideas that are important to me as a person. And, you know, I started doing it quite honestly to as a signal to other people as something that I knew that I was going to be on camera a lot. So it was like, hey, I want to wear these these things to externalize my internal self to, to let people know who I am. And so reading this, I was like, wow, it's really fascinating how that actually is creating this feedback loop in my own mind that as I try to signal to other people that I'm actually signaling to myself. So we all have to be abundantly cautious about, or not even necessarily cautious, but just really cognizant that the the things that you wear, the people that you associate with, the books that you put on your bookshelf, um, like I have, I think, five books on my coffee table. And those five books obviously are much more present to me than books that are just on the bookshelf. And they're um, going to be reinforcing something in my mind. So even like being careful about what which books from your bookshelf that you set out that you're going to be seeing more often um, just reinforces something in your mind. So really taking that into consideration, I think, is, um, is super important. Um, another thing that he talks about in the book is how people cheat significantly more when they see others around them cheating. And it goes into this thing called the broken windows theory, which came from a 1982 Atlantic article by George Kelly and James Wilson. And they were talking about how if you really want to make change in, um, say, dicey neighborhoods, that one of the most important things that you could try is to never let broken windows stay broken. Because what people begin to see is um, that... that um, it's essentially like seeing other people cheat or um, self-signaling with, you know, uh, things being dilapidated and not taken care of, then it becomes easier to break that next window or to spray paint something. And then people in the neighborhood begin to think of it as a bad neighborhood. And so they may be less likely to sort of be on alert and neighborly. And so, you know, really tending that garden. And when you take that into the realm of the mind and begin to not let subtle um, things creep into your mind that are, uh, you know, deleterious to you actually achieving your goals. And if you're not careful about that, those really do like that broken window that stays broken, that then becomes a graffiti, becomes more broken windows, becomes this whole notion of uh, I'm living in a bad neighborhood is exactly what happens to your mind. And so being very, very careful um, to tend to that and just to make sure that you don't let those negative thoughts arise and that you're you know, staying on top of them in, in all fairness. Like that's me extrapolating this uh, to the mind and that is not, I'm not representing Dan Ariely's thoughts there. He was much more uh, sort of clinical in his retelling of the, uh, um, the broken windows effect. 
But uh, but yeah, I can't help myself but extrapolate. So hey, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and then last but not least, um, one of the really interesting things is that, and this was really fascinating to me, the time that, in fact, I want you all, this is a technique that um, Dan uses. I want you all right now to predict when do you think people cheat the most? And I'll, I'll wait. What scenario do you think leads people to cheat the most? Like, I mean, like they get aggressive about it. All right, you have your answer locked in? Here's what he found in his study. People cheat the most when they're doing it for someone else. When they won't benefit from it and somebody else will, You guys know I have a very strict diet that I stick to, except for very special occasions, and I do that so that I can bring my best every day to what I'm doing, and a big part of that strict diet is high-quality animal protein and my go-to source of trustworthy meats and seafoods with no added hormones or antibiotics ever is ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service that delivers 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood all directly to your door. I cannot recommend ButcherBox enough. When you eat ButcherBox, you are giving your body the best possible building blocks to work with so you can reach your full potential. You've got to take care of yourself at a cellular level if you want to hit your peak consistently. So ButcherBox is the key. Sign up at butcherbox.com impact and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off, and that means you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com impact and use code impact to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You will never be able to reach your full potential if you are riddled with stress and have a lot weighing on your mind. I can tell you from my own experiences with stress and negative thought loops, you have to find a way to work through whatever it is that's weighing on you if you're going to have any hope of achieving your goals. Therapy can be an option for working through things, and for an online therapy option that is super convenient and flexible, be sure to check out BetterHelp. With BetterHelp, everything is 100% online, and getting started is quick and easy. A brief questionnaire matches you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra charge. Get things off your chest, process through things with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash impact theory today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash impact theory. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you wanna have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, 
Today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. That's when people really go crazy. And that, that is, that's really interesting to me. The fact that like you're sort of always holding yourself back because it makes you feel icky when you're doing it for yourself. But dude, all manner of madness ensues when people won't benefit from it. It's cheating that will not help them but it will help somebody else. That, that is incredibly interesting. All right, guys, read this book, man. Check it out. He, he is one of the most fascinating researchers when it comes to the human mind, the insights that this guy uncovers, and he's just not afraid to ask those really uncomfortable questions. Uh, it's awesome. He's got a great personality that really, really comes through in his books. So be sure to check it out. It's called The Honest Truth About Dishonesty by Dan Ariely. Check it out. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. This is a weekly show. So my friends, until next time, be legendary. Take care. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.